worse up then, listeners? Welcome to another episode of the Midge and Keg NFL podcast. Host as usual, Billy, alongside me, Jimbo. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. Awesome, guys. Let's get to it. Jimbo, not a bad weekend for us all. I think uh, a lot of people will be fairly, fairly happy, unless obviously you're a Chiefs or a Packers. Uh, sorry, a Bills or a uh, Packers fan. Yeah, I think uh, fairly good games. I think I enjoyed the Tampa game a lot more, but you know it's going to yeah. be an interesting Super Bowl, isn't it, with uh, the Brady Mahomes matchup? Massively, baby goat versus the goat, which has been trending all over uh, social media, which has been quite a good one. But yeah, we'll, we'll jump right to it. You know, we're not going to mess about too much. But just before we start, guys, just want to give our, our weekly shout out, which we're going to be doing in our most of our, our episodes. If you've been following our socials and also our platforms, you'll notice that we've had a change in our logo. We've had a, a, friend, a good, uh, good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Tom. Mr. Tom Simfrey's uh, got a company uh, which I will tag down uh, in the links below. I've also tagged him on our recent Instagram posts, B2B Printing and also Steam Extreme. Uh, the guy's fantastic graphics designer. He does everything from logo designs to T-shirt prints and all things for either personal or business. We, Me and Jimbo can't recommend him enough. He's done a fantastic job for me and me and Jimbo with our podcast artwork. So massive shout out to that man there uh, for that one. So definitely hit him up, guys. Right, straight to it, Jimbo. So we thought this one was going to be, well, I say we thought, I thought this was going to be a higher scoring game, but it, it turned out not too bad in the end. We had uh, some decent scores in the end and some decent touchdowns. Yeah, it beat the uh, beat the spread, the over-under, didn't it? And uh, I think that's yeah, one thing I was happy about. game, really. You know, both teams were in it the whole way through, really. Yeah. You know, some I, nice I mean, touchdowns that... on both sides. Yeah. Oh, massively. I mean, I think the one thing I'm really happy about is it seems like every time I'm like, oh, yeah, over and under, it doesn't seem like I've hit a lot this season with over and unders. This one I have. So I was actually quite happy with that one. But it wasn't actually on like our bets. But I was always like, oh, yeah, we'll get a high scoring game, even though I didn't get the score right either. But uh, all the teams. Yeah, I think right, you sort of uh, that, you gave up sort of overly tipping them, didn't you, really? Because you've sort of been jinxing the games that you have sort of been. I've been jinxing most games that we've talked about, <clears throat> like especially the ones that literally just gone past. This one wasn't too bad, though. So if people are watching the game, a bit of a weirder start. So you had, you know, Tampa starting with the ball. Uh, I believe it was first drive. Bang, straight away. Seemed like a really quick score with Mike Evans. From a, to be honest, like, they had a nice drive. But on that play, Jimbo, I think we're going to talk about them a lot more, I think, as the game goes on because of the terrible game this guy had where um, uh, Kevin King jumped yeah. way too way, I've, I've, I've seen jumps that are either too late more than too early so that's what was a bit of a weird one he jumped he had the height like he he went he, he contested the ball he, he actually got checked at line by Mike Evans he, he tagged along with him on his route and he just completely jumped way too early and I don't even think Mike Evans hesitated when he did jump too early. It seemed like a really one of the easiest catches he's probably made for a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's probably a bit harsh to sort of 
speak like this, but I mean, do you think Kevin King's played his last NFL game? You know, his contract's <laughs> running out. I don't you can't think judge a man be... just for one game, but I don't no. think the Packers be rushing to renew his contract. No, I, I, I got a feeling Green Bay. I, one performance can say a lot, and it, you know, like I say, at the end of the day, play, good, great players have bad games, you know. So whatever they decide to do with him, but like you said, because he's coming into a contract year, I, I can't see Green Bay renewing it. But they might keep him. You just don't know. Um, but he, he did have an awful game. But he jumped too early on that one uh, for the first score. And it was a bit of a back and forth. Uh, the Green Bay then finally, after sort of a couple of uh, exchange possessions, got a big touchdown out of Marquez Van... Marquez... Like, how's his name? It's quite... A, it should, uh, it should be a... T- it, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, that's the one. It, should, it shouldn't be a tongue twister, really, but it, it's quite a long name. So <laughs> just a long name, a, it? <laughs> it, It's just a long name. <laughs> but he, had, he, he came straight back and got a, a decent touchdown... Uh, for about, I think, about 40 yards. He had a decent game as well, but that sort of got Green Bay back into it. And then, lo and behold, I mean, this is what the, this is the problem at the end of the day. I think when we talked about a big key to victory, we were basically saying that the main thing, especially for Tampa, like you, like you especially said, because they've had done so, done so well, sorry, with their offensive line, to keep it, to just at least keep Tom Brady upright and run the ball when needed. I mean, other than one sack that they gave up, which was, you know, it was on a bit of a longer pass play, they were outstanding. They held um, Tom Brady upright all, pretty much all game. Fournette and Jones managing to get um, the yards they needed and also a touchdown on the ground as well. They were just outstanding, Jimbo. And, and that was what Green Bay really struggled with this game. They just really couldn't get any massive pressure on Tom Brady. Yeah, that's the thing. I think, you know, the game was won and, won and lost on the lines, really, you know. The Bucks line held up, gave Brady all, all sorts of time. Whereas the Packers line, you know, wasn't as stable and they managed to get to Rogers five times. You know, that was that's the major key to this game, wasn't it? The difference Massively. in O lines. I think the big turning point, we sort of get onto it. So you had the the big turnaround, obviously. Scotty Miller scored on a massive touchdown, I think two seconds before the half for Tampa to, to run down and try and get in field goal position. Lo and behold, Tom Brady throws it on third and must have been third and long. or It was third down either way. Launched this ball and Scotty Miller just completely outpaced Kevin King again uh, and just scored a, a lovely yeah. touchdown, which had a, they had a big lead going into the half. You know, and that was quite a big thing. So you looked and thought, OK, Tampa... Well, it was, it was quite, last quite play of the half, wasn't it? It was hardly any time left on the clock, wasn't it? I think it was quick play to get off before they rushed the field goal, wasn't it? I, I think at the yeah, time, was it? Yeah, at the time, because it was quite, it was quite tight. Yeah, literally, like, I, I, when he scored the touchdown, it was, seconds, it was wasn't like it? two yeah. seconds. It was two yeah. seconds left. So, like, it was, you couldn't have, I mean, the, I mean, the, the guy's just phenomenal. Like, you're taking chances like that, you know, but in, in a championship game, we know he's been there so many times, but it's just unbelievable. And it was just a perfect throw. And it gave him 11-point lead into the half. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it was it was very bad set up from the Packers anyway. You know, at the end of the day, why are you letting them go over the top there with five seconds left? You know, just you know, yeah. cover it deep. Worst case, you give the PI away. You know, give them a couple of seconds to move yeah. it in from two yards. They're going to send the field goal team out. I think yeah, massively. Might get a, yeah. what a ten second runoff or so, but. Yeah, I think ideally, yeah, when, when you look at it like that, you know, especially with with that offense anyway, you know, Green Bay, like you say, in that 
type of situations as defensively and as a defense, you just want to keep everything in front of you, no matter what. Like you say, even if you have to give a foul, like you said, there's seconds left. It wasn't like they were going to push down for much anyway, um, other than the field goal. But yeah, lo and behold, I don't, I don't really know what Kevin King was doing. He had actually quite a bit of decent play, sorry, yardage between him as he played him off. But he just ran past him and it just looked too easy. And it, it, Tom Brady always it makes it look too easy. And that's where, you know, that's it at the end of the day. Just made it look easy as he always does. So Tampa went into the game of 11, uh, sorry, into the half with an 11 point lead. And then this is where I think a big turning point was in there, Jimbo, which, uh, funny enough, when I had to rewatch it, when um, I got back from going uh, to get another beer, and lo and behold, you said, oh, my God, um, Aaron Jones has completely, <laughs> completely been smothered. Fumbled the ball on, I think it was in, in the tech, but it wasn't far. It was in between their 20 yard line or wherever it was. And that was a big turning point. And Aaron Jones also was out injured for the rest of the game, wasn't he? Much to my disgust, I needed eight more yards for my, uh, for my <laughs> bet build, the last leg of the bet builder. Eight more yards. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that was a big turning point. I mean, it was a massive honest. turning point. I think, you know, that sort of scuppered their run game. Aaron Jones did fumble the ball a couple of times before that. He wasn't having his best game. I mean, there was a little bit on Twitter sort of mentioning that maybe he was sort of uh, crying off a little bit after, you know, the fumble and sort of a bit worried to go back out. I mean, yeah, I'd say that's true, but... No, I mean, look, you, if a player's hurt, a player's hurt. Apparently, it was something to do with, um, with a chest injury. Yeah, chest injury, I didn't hear, yeah. I, I didn't hear much of it. It could have been his picture. I, I don't know. But either way, he didn't come back in the game. It's quite a big thing. They had to rely on Jamal Williams and then bring uh, AJ Dillon to try and gain some yardage. But when they scored that touchdown, we, we, you just knew Aaron Rodgers was just going to have to throw for his life. Like yeah. It's what he's best doing, but that was the type of game. They weren't going to run the ball much more. They were literally just going to be slinging it out and hoping Aaron Rodgers would come a comeback. In the third quarter, though, they did score two um, two touchdowns, didn't they? So they got back into it. You know, it was in within the scoring distance, you know, then it went, got to a point, you're like, okay, they've got a chance here. And the problem is here that this is where, I mean, we had, we had this talk, didn't we? There's a situation, I think Tampa must have been 31-23 up. So it was, a, it was an eight-point game. He was on third and goal. I believe, on the seven, eight-yard line, something like that. Yeah. It was within the 10. Yeah, seven yards, yeah. You've got... And the play's quite clear, right? You've got Devontae Adams, who's um, double-covered. You've also got another receiver, I can't remember who it was, it might have been Lazard or Scantlin, who was also double-covered. He pumped... He had the chance, because everyone was suggesting Pierre Paul would have got to him. Aaron Rodgers is mobile, right? He can move. And, and for the sake of... If you were expecting them to be in fourth down territory, I, I really do not know why he he threw it he threw it into to Adams who was double covered. So it was just a pointless throw because it was right on the yard line, literally on the goal line. He yeah. could have ran basically. He had the chance to run in for the touchdown. Trying to make it a bit long winded, he had the chance to run in for a touchdown or at least get a few yardage to to at least make it easier on fourth and goal, Jimbo. I just, yeah, I mean, I just don't know what was running for his head there. I have no doubt that he would have made it. I, you know, he would have made the touchdown. There's a massive window for him to make there. However, you know, just, just get it down two yards, you know. just Even if you only make five yards, it makes fourth down so much easier for him Absolutely. to make that touchdown. But the, the thing that annoyed me about it was on the second down play, he actually had a chance to run. And I think, yeah. you know, he must have sort of gone, well, I had a chance then, and then it must be going yeah, through then the third play that that <laughs> yeah. chance might again. Yeah, it was a weird, but I think that was a big calling point because, like I say, because he, it, let's just say he got to the third yard, uh, the, uh, yeah, the third, the three yard line. Sorry, I'm mi- mixing up my words today. 
if he got to that, you know, very short, it gives you, it gives Matt Lafleur a, a bit more of a better option rather than kicking it. You know, um, as much as people were like, they should have gone for it, which I agree. I think we're both yeah. in agreement. They should have gone for it on fourth. Oh, yeah. You're down in the championship game. You need to take your chances. The defence hasn't been... I mean, other than right at the end where they got two picks off Tom Brady, which is what up Rodgers was asking for. And even when Rodgers got the ball back, wasn't couldn't do a lot with it. But that was the chance where you're in the championship game. You have to take a chance to try at least do something because at the end of the day... Your best bet is giving Aaron Rodgers the ball rather than the defense the ball, and that's how I would. That's how I see it massively. I'd rather. That's what you want. That's what you're paying him for, massively. And he is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. And this is where that's why the decision for me was a little bit unsettling. The, the stupid it's thing about it is, you know, you're going up against Brady as well. So it's not like you're going up against a quarterback who's, you know, not not been there and might fail under the pressure a little bit, needing a first down or two. Or a team, Absolutely. an offense that had been protecting their running back and quarterback so well, you know, throughout the game. Exactly. It just, exactly. it was just a really, really strange position. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't make the, you don't make the touchdown. You get the ball back. You're still after touchdown anyway, aren't you? You, you know. So the three points, no. they are a help, go- but they're not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I agree with what you're they're saying. Not vital, like, were they? Like you're saying, no, exactly. And this is still a one-point game. Like exactly, exactly the point. Like you're trying to point out as well. And and to me, even so, say if you got on fourth and goal and you didn't get it, and you're still like on the third, on the third, uh, the three yard line, right? You're, you're the, the, if Tom if Tom Brady has to get the ball back, you're going to want to push him as far back as possible. So that's how you got to look at it as well. You yeah, know, like yeah, that he point, would have been yeah. far back into their goal. You know, into their own end zone. So I just really think, yeah, I think a little bit of the coaching call because 100% they should have gone for it. And I think, and you have to give Aaron Rodgers part of this blame, you know, as much as it looks easy pointing it out. And I get that. A lot of people say, well, it's very different when they're running. You know, I get it. We've had this argument with other players. But, you know, I suppose everyone's had an argument for their team that should have ran a different play or they should have done something different. But for a game like this, Aaron Rodgers has been to five of these games now. He's only won one. And as much as I'm not saying that defines him because he is a Hall of Famer, but I'm not discretion, uh, just dissecting that, sorry, he is. But he has to be part of the blame there. And to be fair, Green Bay, when they needed to, got two turnovers on back-to-back drives on two dodgy throws from Brady, you know, like up, up for grab balls. Yep. I mean, one was tips, in all fairness. It wasn't his fault. But the second one, it was well up for grabs and he caught it. And it gave Rodgers a lifeline. You're like, great, I've got the ball back. And, and credit to Tampa Bay, they held him big time, absolutely big time. They got what was it? What was it in the end? Five sacks, or at least five sacks, and a load of pressures. They were all over him throughout the whole game, but they got to him when they needed to massively. So credit to Tampa Bay's defense there. Absolutely. Yeah, I think every, every part of that Tampa Bay defense was was solid, wasn't it? You know, whether it was the coverage down the field, whether it was getting to Rogers, you know, every single part of that defense worked really hard. They all came together as a unit and got the job done. Yeah. And that is it. I mean, so, Brady had a funny, he had a funny turn in the second half of his free picks, didn't he really? It was. He did. I, I must admit, other than that, he had an outstanding game because, you know, he still threw three touchdowns and he was moving the ball, done what he needed he to did, do. But, Brady being Brady. I mean, but yeah, I, I, I Imagine if, imagine if Rodgers does make the most of them turnovers. He put even one more touchdown down, wins the game. You know, we're now talking... Brady hasn't had a good game, you know what I mean? We've, he's sort of got away with it a little bit in the second he half. He has. 
I do agree. Different conversation if Rogers comes and makes use of them free turnovers. Massively, I, I believe as well. You know, he knew, especially we knew when he was joining this team that that defense was was the real deal. You know, they were a hundred percent a top five defense in in most categories. You know, they're they're that good. And Tom Brady's in that age. Like, yes, if he does make mistakes, you know, no one's perfect. That like, people made mistakes, especially that game. You know, you, you expect Tom Brady, especially towards the end, I thought he'd be a bit more conservative, but they were still going for touchdowns. Like, that's how relentless it felt like they were being. But, you know, he threw the couple of picks. I'll say one wasn't, wasn't really his fault, but the second one was. And like you said, we could be talking about a completely different conversation about him. But I do want to point out as well, you know, can we, as much as yes, he had the best game, he still drove them down the field uh, pretty much all game. Like, <laughs> you know, well, he first half, either. he was pretty, he was spot oh, he's phenomenal. He, to be fair, you know. He was phenomenal. And, he did get a lot of time, know, but he was, he was very, very good. Massively. And I, 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 I've seen a couple of these, I saw a lot of these arguments, I'm going to put these to bed a little bit, of before the game about, you know, because you've got two great quarterbacks going together, they're going to be in the Hall of Fame, the pair of them. But, as much as yes, in terms of talent, I do agree. I think Adam Rogers is one of the best talented players that's ever been in the league in terms of what he can do and throw the ball. He could probably do a lot more than Brady, right? And I'm and I'm agreeing with that. But who would you rather have? And if people say Rogers, like it just doesn't make sense to me now. Tom, Tom I know this is a team sport. I know you know it's quarterback's the main position here. This is his 10th Super Bowl appearance now. Like, it's just like, it just seems so easy. And if people think this is easy, it's not. Like, some teams have never been in this position ever in their, in their franchise's history. Tom Brady's been to 10 on his own. Like, it's absolutely insane. What the, the stuff he puts up. If you're giving, giving me an option of who I'd rather win me a game, if you're not saying Tom Brady, I really don't know what people are, going, are seeing because he wins when it matters, especially in playoff time. And he's got a chance now to win a seventh Super Bowl. Like that, it's just unheard of. So people that yeah, are trying I mean, to, they're trying to give this argument, and it just doesn't make any sense to me. The one stat that really stood out for me, well, it's not really a stat, but Brady has now been has now won as many NFC championships as Rodgers and Breeze. You know, he's been, there one been dominant NFC quarterbacks for the last, yeah, you know what, yeah, 10, 15 years. In terms of stats and and their, and success, yeah, hundred percent. And Brady's now won the same amount of them in one year. Yeah, yeah, it, it's incredible. It is incredible. And as much as I'm not, I'm not saying people should not not knock him. They're going to, but I, I'm sick and tired of this argument. Like, if you're giving me a quarterback to win you a game, get me to a Super Bowl. I don't see any other choice. But I really, really don't. So, credit to him where credit's due. We're going to go straight into the our MVP. Honourable mention and also our flop as well. So for this, we're doing them for each game. So who is your MVP for this game, Jimbo? Who, who stood out to you? Uh, I'll go Shaq Barrett on the uh, Buccaneers defence there, you know, picking up three sacks. I think last week when we did the previews, I, I spoke about that, you know, the key point for this game was getting to Rodgers. Um, you know, Rodgers didn't allow the Rams a sack the week before. And... The fact that they've managed to get to him three times, Shaq Barrett has, and Jason Pierre-Paul, little mention for him, has only got twice. It really sort of helped win this game. It sort of pushed it over the edge for the Bucks, really, that pressure. No, I agree there. No, massively. 
No, Masvi, I agree with that one. You know, like you said, you've got to remember Green Bay held the best defence, well, the defence and defensive line also in football, to no sacks and hardly any pressures against the, the number one rated defence. So kudos to Tampa for actually, yeah, they, they, they won the battle. It's as simple as that. And Shaq Barrett was a big, big deal in that game for that one. And this defence just gave us so much momentum now. You know, you've got White who's playing out of his skin. It's just a, it's a defence that is just moving fast. Yeah, massively. And well now, isn't it? Yeah, massively. I think, uh, yeah, 100% gravy on that one. Uh, my MVP for this game, would, I thought about it and there was a couple of players that stood out. But I'm going to give it to, for me, it's Leonard Fournette, right? And I, I'm going to sing his praises a little bit because, you know, this was a player who was, he was a top five pick. He was picked by Jacksonville. Had a decent start to his career, you know, he was sort of that 1,000-yard guy. It seemed like it wasn't much to him, you know. He was a physical runner, up and downhill, but he was also quite an elusive guy for his size, right? He did, it didn't really work out. Had a few injuries and stuff, but it didn't work out for him. Tampa picks him up on a, di- on a, on a cheap deal, and he's just fitted into what they've wanted to do. And, you know, Ronald Jones has been great, but he, he was a starter. But Leonard Fournette has been such a nice complimentary piece. And he scored a, a cracking touchdown. He made one cool spin move and hurdled over, sort of hurdled over a bunch of guys. It was a great touchdown, you know. I mean, it was a really quick one as well. The one where Godwin caught a big ball. And then the next yeah. play, Fournette scored, like, I think it was an 18-yard run. So I'm just going to sing his praise a little bit because he, is just, he just fits what Tampa has for this offense. And he's such a nice complimentary piece. Uh, you know, there is still some life in him. He may be not be a 1,000-yard guy. Maybe yeah. ever again, you don't know, depending on what he does. He might not be at Tampa next year. But I think he really fits what they do. And, and, and the kudos to him. He, he got a touchdown, got a few yards on the ground. He, he done he done well. So he's my he's my MVP for the game for that one. Yeah. Uh, we'll go to your honourable yeah, mention. Who is your honourable mention, Jimbo? Well, I think I've picked a bad player here because I can hardly say his name again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Valdez Scantlin. <laughs> yes. Valdez Scantlin, the one. There we go. Uh, put up over 100 yards, receiving, touchdown. He, he just was reliable, really, when, when Rogers threw to him. I think he made some big plays. Yeah, he had, he had a nice game. He had a nice game. He, um, you know, when you consider they've got, out they've got a fairly nice receiving core there, haven't they? And, yeah, Laz- you know, him, Lazard, and yeah, it must be him, Lazard. And um, sorry, Devontae Adams. Yeah, it's not a bad little trio and there. Even, you know, even the tight ends, you know, Tonyan, Tonyan's a good receiving tight end. Uh, Lewis, obviously, a back, uh, more blocker normally, but he caught some nice balls as well. He, i tell you what, it's the first time I've seen him catch a ball, I think, in years. And he's such a yeah. good boy, isn't he? He's, oh, he is an absolute huge, yeah. unit. Realise how big he is. It's incredible. Uh, no, it's fair enough. Yeah, it's fair enough. Scantlin, he had a great game. Good, good. And he, you know, he kept Green Bay a bit alive uh, when when they needed him and when Rodgers was thrown to him. So fair play to that one. Uh, to me, it is, it is on the Green Bay on the Green Bay side. Um, and to me, it is uh, defensive lineman uh, Kenny Clark. Um, he's not your big stat guy. You know, he's a big interior lineman at UCLA. He, um, you know, he's a first round pick for Green Bay. Who I think. I think they expect him to be a little bit more in the pass rushing game. He's bit, he's done better in the run, but he's had some good games this year. Um, and this was one of his better ones. He had, he had, a, he got, he was the only sack that got to, um, sorry to Brady, um, out of that Tampa line. And he made a couple of plays for a tackle for loss, you know? So he, he was quite on a bad day, if you like, for Green Bay's defensive line. He, he was the bright spot. He, he done, 
he done okay. You know, I know Zadarius Smith got a few pressures and stuff, but Kenny Clark seemed to stand out for me a little bit in the in a bright spot for that D line. So he's my honourable mention, uh, the big man there from UCLA. And I think for this one, we're going to the flop. I think we decided as much as we were going to argue who was actually going to take this uh, player. Well, we, I think we do agreed. normally try and go separate different players, but I don't think it's even possible here really, is it? No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I mean, put it this way, it might not cost him his career. I'm not saying that. You can't define that. But the, the guy had an awful game. <laughs> like, Kevin King, um, you know, when you think of he let two touchdowns go against Scotty Miller, right at the death um, of the half. Like we said, you've got to keep it all in front of you. Just tap, yeah. just give him the 30 yards. Just make sure he doesn't score. Um, do that. And he, he had a jump ball early for Tampa Bay. And as much as people were moaning about uh, the, the call, which we haven't talked about, which we'll talk about, I suppose, is that call at the end. Because um, throughout the game, the referees were quite lenient, weren't they? They, they let a few Very, things yeah. go. Yeah. They let them play. They they let them get on with it. They, they, you know, there was a lot of contact on the line, you know, and aggression and stuff. It was all there with the wide receivers and the DBs um, as well as the linebackers. But they called this one massively. And it was, it was I think it was classed as um, PI, but it was more holding. It wasn't really PI, it was holding. But he had his shirt. And, and as much as, I can't remember who the player, I think it was Johnson, wasn't it? Who, Tyler Johnson, I think it was the player. And no, yet he so. did get fouled, but I'm not having Tyler Johnson dive like Paul Pogba. I mean, it was just a, it was just fucking awful. Like the guy, the guy literally leapt in the air. Like you got the foul, like you know your shirt's been pulled, but he just leapt forward. It was an awful dive, as bad as Paul Pogba's. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it really was bad. so surprising to see. Really, you don't want to see it. Yeah, you don't dive, see it. Yeah, that's but... why. That's what annoyed um, me with him. But it was a foul, um, and lo and behold, who caused the foul? Kevin King, like he just couldn't catch a break that game, and unfortunately, I don't think Green Bay they might resign him. I don't really know. We have to we'll do a review on their team coming into the offseason, but he didn't help his case in a contract year, so he is the flop because he let two touchdowns go and he gave up probably the biggest foul of the game on third down to try and keep Green Bay in it. So, uh, yeah, and he was yeah. getting he was just getting targeted. I think that maybe that's what it is really when you're when you're a corner and you make a mistake, you're just going to get targeted for the rest of the game, aren't you? Yeah, this is it. And I think that's um, the way that that's gone. Unfortunately, they told him all game and it worked for Tampa. But whoever they put on him had success, you know. So, unfortunate for him there. He is our flop of the game. But just to uh, finish this one off, Tom Brady, the man, the myth, the, 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 the goat, whoever, you know, whatever you want to call him. This is 10th Super Bowl appearance. He's been in the NFC for one season. He gets an NFC Championship game win. And for the first time in, his, in the history of the NFL, Tampa Bay will be hosting a Super Bowl uh, with their team in it. So congratulations. Much as disgusted me and Jimbo's with all the crew paid to win. Congrats to Tampa Bay. They are your NFC champions heading to Super Bowl 55. Holding number 55, 10-yard penalty. Right then, straight into the AFC Championship game uh, between Buffalo and Chiefs. And uh, we had high hopes for this one as well. It seems like I always do with high scoring. I mean, it was a high-scoring game, you know. Got the over again, I'll take that, so that's good. Um, 
but yeah, with this one, Jimbo, as much as Kansas City had a bit of a slow start and, and Buffalo capitalised on the mistake from McCole Hardman from a dropped, um, dropped uh, kick return, uh, that, you know, they got not, they were 9 nine nil up. But it just seems to me every time Kansas City, especially in the playoffs, they've done it so many times now, whenever the Chiefs take uh, are not leading, it doesn't take them long. To, to get a rhythm and get back into the game and take the lead, you, you know that they they no, just they, proved why they they are a massive jump from. I, I believe in the AFC they are they are just the cream of the top and it's not even close at the moment. No, they just they don't ever seem to get rattled, do they? Really, it's just still calm and uh, mistake free football. After you know, even after going ten all down and the the drop pump, you know, after that it was just it was flawless, really, essentially, wasn't it? No, mate, their, their offense is like poetry. Like it is, I know that's how weird an analogy I'm. You know, I'm not that type of guy, but it is. It's just it when it gets into a rhythm, it's so efficient. They don't turn the ball over. They run the ball well. They had these w- lovely wicked gadget plays that they use. Kelsey in, who's like the biggest bloke there. Tariq Hill all the time. People like McCall Hardman. They love them type of plays. I think this is what I love about this offense is the fact that they don't always have to launch deep balls to get a, a big play. They somehow, but the game plan, credit to Eric Bieniemy and Andy Reid creating some of these plays because, and, and, and the whole offensive um, coaching stuff, because they just make use out of every single player's attributes. You know, you've got Tyreek Hill, who is so quick, McCall Hardman, two of the quickest receivers possibly in the game. And you're not throwing it to them deep all the time. You're allowing them to use the, the nice little run around, uh, the end arounds and, and create big yardage and get big plays and it just works so much and it makes it so much easier for Patrick Mahomes because he has over the years I mean he's only been in the league three years now is it like or four years however long it is it's insane his numbers but he has become such a better game manager because this offense just makes it so much better for him and it's just outstanding to watch sometimes because you just have to accept the fact that you're watching an amazingly well coached team with an amazing amazing uh, talent of um, offensive players Exactly. I mean, as good as Mahomes is, and he is, you know, superb. I think he's, he's as you said, the uh, the baby goat, I think you called him, wasn't it? Baby goat, you know? mate. And he is. He is. He's I the think baby goat, and he will you could be. Probably, the thing is, you could probably plug any sort of quarterback, any starting quarterback into this team, and they would still be a, a playoff team, wouldn't they, you know? It's, it's that well-coached team. I think, I think well the pieces would be there. Don't be wrong, Mahomes is the guy. Like, oh, he's a know, big, not, yeah, he's a big part yeah. of it. But I'm saying it's so, it's so well coached. They've got a lot of weapons on offense as well, mm. and the game plan is very good. That you could plug and play a lot of quarterbacks in there and get similar results. I think you could. I think Mahomes has that dimension. But yeah, I, I agree. I know exactly what you're trying to say. Which you know, I suppose you'd have certain talented quarterbacks that could probably keep that same type of momentum with that offense. But yeah, you look at like what this done, and we're going throughout the game. So other than when they. I mean, they, they just kept scoring unanswered points. They drove down the field, got their touchdowns. I think they were, had an eight-point or nine-point lead going into the half, which you're supposed to talk about because Buffalo had a chance. I think they were like, was it four from... It was four from goal, yeah, but I, I think, think they were on four what, from, the four-yard line. From, yeah, three yards, I think. I mean, we, we disagreed on this, didn't we? I, I, for me, personally, I said 100% they've got to go for it. Now you look back at it, um, I mean, when I first said it, I went, yeah, just get a field goal. And see what you can do. Get get the half get a half time chat sorted and, and try and sort some issues out because obviously they just weren't moving the ball enough. Um, Alan was getting a bit little bit. I think Alan held on to the ball a little bit too not too much. Like I say, he's great yeah. when he he he's a great elusive guy. Like I love it when he does. Like he got he nearly got hundred yards that game, you know. But 
there was a couple of plays where he just held on too long and took a massive sack. And, you know, he's, plays like that, it's like, you know, just throw it away type thing. You know, it just it did yeah. hurt the Bills a little bit on their good drives to try and build up momentum. But in the end, they went, they opted for a field goal, which I said wasn't a bad idea. But when you look at it, just before the half, so, you know, the Chiefs, I don't think the Chiefs would have got the ball back. They would no, have... I mean, for me, it's got to be situational. At the end of the day, like, going in 21-9 and 21-12, it is a big difference, but it's not it's not major, you know. Going in twenty twenty one, what would it be sixteen, you know, that is yeah, a massive that's massive, you know, that's one score. It puts pressure on. Yeah. It puts pressure on. And and the thing is, well, you've got to look situationally, you're playing Kansas City, one of the best offenses. You ain't gonna stop them constantly, you ain't gonna create many turnovers on them. So put no. as many points up as you can. You know, the Bills are good on the fourth down, they're good in the red zone. I, I exactly, cannot yeah. believe they made the call to to just kick a field goal. I mean, maybe they don't. Better, get, yeah. You know, maybe they don't get the touchdown anyway. But take a gamble me, in these in these championship games. You want to you want to leave it all on the field as such, don't you? To especially to try and get to a Super Bowl. So I see where yeah. you're coming from, hundred percent. And obviously, I think it maybe would have been a different game if that happened. Um, but lo and behold, I mean, look. I say the offense was just superb because, as much as yeah, we got good credits defensively. Um, they got four sacks, you know, that they got pressure on Allen. Um, they got a good secondary. The defense is a very good defense, you know. I think they're going to hold up very well against Tampa, but obviously, that's for another episode when we do our Super Bowl preview. But they're going to be looking good going into the Super Bowl because they, they, they're a solid defense. They really have got some nice personnel in there. They can brush the passer, they can cover, they can do it all. Credit to them, you know. I mean, as much as it it looks tighter than what it was, it really wasn't. I think I think the Bills were down twenty three points in the end at one point, you know. So it, it wasn't really going to be close. I think that that sort of um, tip ball for Josh Allen's only pick sort of sealed it off a little bit because all yeah. the Chiefs were going to do was just run the ball over on the clock out, and 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 that's how it worked out for them in the end. And they ended up scoring more points, you know, easily yeah, I, I as think, such, you know, you know. Barring the first quarter where the Bills got the early lead, obviously the mistake. The you know the Chiefs looked comfortable the whole way through, didn't they? Really, you know that you could see that they were going to win the game. Yeah. And you've got to bear in mind as well, as much as you know, and, and you've got to take these little things into account because I think Buffalo are going to be a certain in the AFC for a while. You know, they, they they could be, you know, they're going to learn from this. They've got a decent team. They've got some holes where they can fill on defense, but other than that, offensively they they're good. You know, Josh Allen is the future of that uh, for that team, which is great. The fact that you've got a young quarterback like that is absolutely... Some teams just don't have that, you know? So, it's great for them. So, I really like the fact the way the Buffalo that could be a real force in the AFC. But, yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna learn from it because you've got to think as well, this is the Chiefs' third straight championship game as well. You know, they've been in this situation year yeah. after year. Buffalo's first time they've been in the um, playoffs, I uh, think, past two years. But obviously, with Josh Allen actually making the difference, you know, and, for, and actually leading them to to this game, so it's all yeah, not lost. This, Buffalo, this dominance know. for Kansas City and this consistency just just means they can pick up players on free agency cheaper. You know, people are going to want to play for them. It's just it does build a dominance in this AFC. Absolutely. I mean, I. I wouldn't want to be in the AFC right now. As much as I think the Bills can, you know, they, they could be the old game. You could see this game next year. It's not even, I'm not I'm not going to say I'm going to call it because I think there's going to be some interesting matchups next year. But Buffalo could, could get back to this position, you know, with a different mentality and maybe a bit, little bit better personnel. You just don't know. So, you know, nothing's all lost for them. But they just, they did have a bag. 
Uh, defensively, they had a, a bit of a bad game. You know, we know that was their their uh, what's the word? Their weak spot. You know, they, they wasn't they yeah. weren't the greatest defense. They had momentum, like you say, they had a good momentum running into the playoffs. Only held Ravens to three points. You know, so like they they done. They've done well to this point, but Kansas City just showed they were just different gravy at the end of the day. And it's nothing to really be ashamed of. I feel I feel for you as a Bill fan, look, we we've been in a position different where we lost the 2012 championship game. It's a heartbreaking yeah. loss, and we've and we've also lost the Super Bowl, so it's even worse. But you know, you the feeling of losing it being that close is horrible, you know, it's always heartbreaking. But if you're a Bills fan, I'd be excited for what Josh Allen can hopefully bring and Sean McDermott, but it, it just have one of these games in the end of the day. Yeah, I think the thing is with the Josh He's got a lot of room to improve as well, you know, being a bit smarter with sort of throwing the ball away sometimes. You know, he doesn't have to try and make a play every single time. But he'll learn that and improve on that, won't he? Yeah. Massive thing. Uh, and straight on to that, as uh, you know, as much going into it, we'll go straight to the the uh the MVP for the game. So I'm gonna start off Jimbo and yeah. I said before about this, I suppose you sort of let me have him because I've been just been all over the guy. Patrick Mahomes, I mean, what else can you say? Like I say, as much as like you said, Jimbo, yes, you could possibly put another quarterback in there, possibly, and have maybe at least an impact because they've got some good personnel. They've got a good head coach, you know, they've got good head coaching, coaching staff, right? But this quarterback is just different gravy. And I love the comparison of Baby Go. It made me laugh and smile on, on Twitter and on social media because it's just, it's just so true because... In three years as a starter, right? Let me just reel these off. He's won a, he's won an MVP. He's won a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl MVP. He's been to the Super Bowl in back-to-back seasons, which not a lot of teams have done. He's put he put up a, a what was it a fifty touchdown season in his MVP season. You know the, the, he just oozes greatness. He's been in the league technically four years. He obviously sat behind Alex Smith for the first year. But since he's been a starter, he's just been outstanding. And, and and the fact that they've been to this game now, two years in a row, and this third straight AFC Championship game just shows how incredible he is. I mean, look at that Super Bowl winning year last year, Jimbo. You know, he had some amazing playoff games. He was the reason the Chiefs won that, the, the won the Super Bowl. He was amazing. And you look at what he done in this game. The numbers alone, over 300 yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers, completing. Nearly, I think, I think it looks like nearly seventy percent of his throws. He has come become so much better as a game manager, and in games like this where he doesn't need to force stuff, and he's just outstanding. He is my MVP. There's a big chance he'll be the Super Bowl MVP as well if he, he has a big game against Tampa. Yeah. So he's my MVP without question on this one. Yeah, well, that's very cool. Let you have that one. I'll uh, I'll take Kelsey. Um, <laughs> He's a boy, isn't he? Kelsey, I love, <laughs> you know, we love our tight You know, we had a great time for years in Tony, but he's outstanding. Kelsey's unbelievable. He's just, oh, he just, yeah. it seems I, he, he I keeps think breaking a good, things. A good receiving tight end is, is one of my favourite positions on the, on the pitch, really. You know, you get yourself a nice, good receiving tight end. It's a nice yeah. safety blanket. And he is amazing. He was, like, he's been he so was much super fun. reliable, 118 yards, two touchdowns. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Absolutely superb. He's incredible. And I think I think you had the stat, didn't you? I, I should have it. I love my stats. But um, I think he broke a record, didn't he? For, um, yeah, most receptions by a tight end, yeah. Most yeah. receptions by a time, that's it. In a championship yeah, yeah. game. That's in just, you know, it's, it just seems like he's creating more records for himself. It's just great. You know, it's um, it's cool to see. But yeah, fair play to you there. He's, he, 100%. He had a great game. 
and helped them. Uh, I think he caught nine balls in the first half as well. That's just mad. No, it's, like, it's brilliant. How do you not cover? Like I know he's hard to cover, but he is such a weapon. Like nine catches in the first half is just insane. Yeah. So a uh, fair pleasure on that one for MV, our MVPs for that game. Honourable mention. Uh, who's your honourable mention, Jimbo? Uh, I'll, I'll go Tyreek Hill. Put up more yards than Kelsey. Uh, there's a couple of sort of explosive plays really from him. 172 oh, yards. You know, nine catches. I think them two sort of shared the work. Like really receiving. I don't think there was much else uh, catching the ball. But No, yeah, not really. He, he I think a, Brian Pringle caught a few, but that was it. He's, no, he's yeah, very, yeah. very quick. You know, he's elusive. Yeah, he, he's hard to cover. Like I, I wouldn't want to be too big covering him. Forget about question. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, yeah, he was close to 200 yards that game as well. Like, just shows how good he was um, with all the plays he had. For me, I'm going for the Buffalo sideline. And um, I didn't. Re- I don't think a lot of people realised till after the game, you know, a, 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 people and athletes are built differently. So, Cole Beasley, right? So, I, I, he's been in the league a while. I, I remember him a lot at, at Dallas. He was a nice little um, slot, slot guy that Dallas used for quite a few years. Um, moved to Buffalo. And he, he's outstanding. He's such a nice little piece. He's a very reliable receiver. But the main thing, the news coming out of the game is apparently, apparently he played, pretty much played with a broken leg. Apparently he had um, some issues with the leg um, from the other game. But he was like, no, I want to play. Like, you know, that's it. He ends up being the team's leading receiver with seven receptions for, uh, I think it was like eight, oh, nearly 90 yards. That's just incredible. Like, fair play to the guy, you know, putting it, putting his, like, you know, his balls on the line, if you like, his body on the line, sorry, like, to, you know, actually be in that position to help the team. So credit to him. He's my honourable mention because he, playing with something like that, not a lot of people do, you know, so credit to him. And he had a He's decent probably quite excited, well, actually, about having more uh, more yards and digs as well, wasn't he, for the probably first time <laughs> first that time. in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially during the playoffs. No, 100% he's my honourable mention for the game. And then uh, going to the flops. So... Who is your flop, Jimbo? I'm quite curious. Right, there's, there's only one option for this, and it's the right. offensive play call, which I believe is Sean McDermott. Oh, the um, head coach, yeah. yeah. I, I think, I can't coach. remember the OC I believe he is. calls the offensive plays. But yeah. anyway, whoever was, whoever was making the decisions to go field goal, field goal, field goal every single time they got a chance, you know. It was, at one point, I thought he had just lumped on over four field goals being scored. <laughs> No. Open, open his rookie kicker would yeah. fucking do it and to be fair he got four field goals funny enough he did, so, uh... he did. I mean with the exception <laughs> of the last one which was about I think it was fourth and 28 which I think could have been about fourth and 80 couldn't it if, uh, yeah, if all the penalties yeah. Oh, were yeah. on yeah that was a bit of a weird one with all the uh, with the fighting um, at the end where I thought... yeah. <laughs> apart from that one which I think was fair enough there was two occasions where he kicked field goals to the game for it which I completely disagree with um and I, I think they were just strange goals. I think he just put his team on the back foot, really. I think you get that touchdown at the end of the first quarter, the end of the second quarter, you go into the second half with a lot more momentum. It's a lot of tighter game. You put a little bit more pressure on the Chiefs. You take a lot of pressure off your offense. And that, yeah, that for me, was, was the real... You know, I'm not saying that he was the reason they lost because they don't necessarily get them touchdowns if they go for it. But I still think you make them calls and go for it. And... His plan didn't work out, did it? So he's a flop for me. No, that's fair enough. Um, yeah, I can see where you're coming from, especially like I say, it's obviously it's a team effort. Obviously, a lot of players had, didn't have the best games. 
but yeah, in terms of who's making the play calls, it might have made them in a bit more better position to um, to challenge them if they scored some touchdowns, maybe see other the field goals. I agree with you on that one. Um, yeah, for me, I think uh, I thought about it for a while and I had a look at, you know, going for it. And to me, considering they've been pretty good over the playoffs, like they've kept, you know, Josh Allen's done well and, you know, and, and they've managed to sort of get a few things going offensively. Um, for me, it's um, the Bills' offensive line. I think, you know, in the end of the day, they let they let four sacks um, in total. They got a hell of a lot of pressure on on Josh Allen. As much as Josh Allen done well sometimes to scramble because he is a good scrambling guy, you know, they. I mean, the, the, again, I mean, this is a massive thing for them in the offseason because their, their run game's non-existent. Like, as much as I get Josh Allen's your big piece and you want to pass it, and I get it because that gives you the best chance to win, Maybe you're not trusting your backs as much. So I say I like Devin Singletary. I think he's maybe a little bit untapped as such in talent. You know, you can use him a bit more. TJ Yeldon's a nice little piece as a scat back to use. Um, obviously, Zach Moss is injured as well. He's been a good guy. But they're just not using that run game at all. And, and to be honest, a little bit's down to the line because they're not making the holes as much as I know. There's, you know, Kansas City's got a good defensive line. Like I said, I said in the preview as well, didn't I, Jim, about the run game. The run game needs to be at least some somewhat there for the game yeah. for them to, to use. It, they just didn't use it. As much as I know they, they didn't have the lead a lot, they just didn't use it. And and that was where the problem lied to me, you know, and that they are my flop. It is definitely the offensive line um, for them, unfortunately. They just did not have the best game. It got a bit scatty at the end as well with, um, you know, like I said, with all them with the fouls and stuff. There was a lot of emotions running high because they knew they were yeah. going to lose it towards the end, you know? So it was, um, yeah, a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of a bad performance. So yeah, they're, they're my yeah, flop. I, I completely agree with you. I mean, with the same, we, we massively talked about the previews really, obviously they didn't run the game against, the, they didn't run the ball against the Ravens. And we did yeah. say that 100% that needs to be better. And Josh yeah. Allen was the leading rusher. And I believe yards, it got worse. But... Other than Josh Allen oh, getting eight yards. Did get worse. You know, it did get worse. <laughs> it's combined forty yards between three running backs. You know, it's just not. It's just not going to win you games at this level. No, this is it. it you know, your no. line hasn't got that chance to really push through and create gaps for uh, the the running running backs and stuff. And I think that's what a lot of linemen enjoy doing, don't they? You know, and yeah, that's probably no, where it's... the built-up aggression was at the end. You know, they've spent the whole game blocking instead of actually really oh, working massively gaps massively. And, no, I get it. Like, you know, emotions run high, especially when you look, you know, when you're losing that type of game and it's a tough game, and especially against a team like Kansas City. I get it. But yeah, you know, emotions have got a little bit too high for a lot of them. But yeah, they are definitely my flop. And for the first, well, apparently it's the first time ever that a quarterback from the previous year before and then the previous year before that have now ma- matched up now in the Super Bowl. And Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes looking to add a second title and a back-to-back winning Super Bowl winning season for them as they beat Buffalo in this championship game. Pass interference, defense, automatic first down. Right, and just before we uh, sign off, Jim, I think we've forgotten to, uh, I think because they didn't go that well, I think we tried to avoid <laughs> it, but I think I've, I've, I've convinced you a little bit to uh, that we've got to talk about them. So our, our, I think it was, what do we have? Our, our, bet, our bet and our nap. So, um, the bet of the week and whatever we had. I'll tell you what, I think you remember better than me <laughs> what we had. Right, just looking um, through my notes now. <laughs> as you can remember, this is how bad right, it was. We'll, we don't... Let's, start off, <laughs> let's start off with a winner anyway. 
for you. Just, uh, yeah, just, just <laughs> we'll start anything. off from a winner and then it's going to go downhill from there, really. <laughs> uh, Cameron Bright, any time touchdown, four to one. Good. Nice. Good start. Yeah. That came in. No. Yeah. Yeah, he came in. He had a touchdown. He did. So, not a bad one for that one. Uh, other than um, that, should we just stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't end up that well. I think. I think I had we had that big touchdown actor, didn't we? That that was your bold bet as well. It was like your bold prediction. Yeah, that. I mean, that, that, you know, it was a 50, was 55 to one acre in the end. You know, yeah. The, the problem was it was Davis, obviously. <laughs> yeah, well, Davis wasn't on the pitch. You know, he he played about three snaps. I think. You know, I yeah, he, he saw him on there once. You know. Yeah, he didn't. Um, he had the knee injury uh, late on, and then you yeah. had Singletary who was sort of sharing reps with Yeldon, wasn't really being used. Plus so, the yeah, it, didn't work. <laughs> it didn't it didn't really pan out. No, not well on that one. Uh, other than that, I was kept saying I was like, oh yeah, I'm convinced it's gonna be over. But uh, they weren't really the bets, but you know, um I can't really remember exactly what else I was going for, to be fair. Um I was very, main... very well off think... on the Green Bay game. I had Green Bay to win um by fourteen. <laughs> win by fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. otherwise, guys a bit of a disaster. Cameron Bray. He's our pretext already just, uh, for Super Bowl 55. <laughs> <For a touchdown. laughs> Let's just focus on Cameron Bright, I think, really. That's the uh... Cameron Bright, the solidified. <laughs> he is our. He should have been our MVP. Just for getting that bet in of the well, week. Well, he was close to the honourable mention, to be fair. Uh... <laughs> no, fair play to him. But no, other than that, guys, uh, yeah, not the best on the uh, on the betting lines. Uh, hopefully, we'll be a bit more successful for the last game of the 2020 regular season. But uh, that's all going to be all for me, from uh, me and Jimbo. Keep an eye out, guys. Though. We've got some good content and some good ideas coming up for some future episodes. Uh, we've got a lot of, obviously, our socials are running hot and high right now. We've got everything that we've liked in place. So keep an eye out for that, guys. Give us a follow on Instagram and also a follow on Twitter. We're on a lot of platforms now, so definitely check us out if you're uh, wanting to look at it on a platform. Always up for some uh, messages. Give us a message if you want to get in touch with us. Please do on whatever platform uh, we have. But, guys, thank you very much for tuning in. Any last words from you, Jimbo? No, I think that uh, I think you've covered it. Thanks very much. No worries, mate. Thank you very much, guys. The uh, the, uh, send-offs and the introductions, to be fair. Yeah. I like doing your send off. I want. I want to. Well, I tell you what. For, for the listeners, we'll come up with a nice. You got to think of a good send off every time, no matter how cheesy it is. All right. So that's your. That's your. That's your. Just your improvement list. All right. Other than the bets, anyway. So. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much, listen, guys, and I hope you enjoyed the games. And we'll be looking forward to doing our preview episode for Super Bowl Fifty Five, which should be an absolute cracking matchup between. Tampa Bay Bucks hosting their their own Super Bowl against Kansas City. Thank you very much, guys. Stay safe. Take care. Bye for now.